Joe Biden went on uh, Morning Joe this morning. Before he went on, essentially, it was all choreographed. You know, like Morning Joe tweets out, we're having Joe Biden on it. We're going to be asking him about this sexual assault allegation. So right then and there, Joe Biden obviously got who knows how many days of heads up. And I'm sure the negotiations, you know, to agree to go on Morning Joe, you know, the campaign said we're willing to touch X, Y, and Z. We're not willing to touch, you know, A, B, and C. So that's how this works. I could tell you because I worked at MSNBC and Fox. That's how it works. What's amazing about this is Biden basically went on, I guess, for cable news standards, Mika Scarborough, uh, Joe's wife, Mika Brzezinski. I don't, I don't know if she's still Brzezinski or Scarborough. Who knows? But by cable news standards, it was kind of a tougher interview than I was expecting. But they basic the whole interview, and I'm not playing the whole interview, was essentially going by Joe Biden and his campaign's framing, which, by the way, if I was interviewing Joe Biden, I would say, Joe Biden, uh, what do you have to say that one of your top campaign people was essentially doing spin and PR for Harvey Weinstein. That would be Anita Dunn. Did she help you prep for this interview? I think that's a fair question. Who, who you surround yourself with says a lot about you, right? Not a question about Anita Dunn and Harvey Weinstein to Joe Biden. You know, Bernie Sanders was raked over the coals for t- people who tweet, you know, but not... Joe Biden. But to me, Mika Brzezinski did not ask the two most important things. I'm going to start with this. The first is about your University of Delaware records. Do you agree with the reporting that those records were supposed to be revealed to the public and then they were resealed for a longer period of time until after you leave, quote, public life? And if you agree with that, if that's what happened, why did that happen? Because, look, the fact is that there's a lot of things that of speeches I've made, positions I've taken, interviews that, that, that I did overseas with people, all of those things relating to my job. And the idea that they would all be made public in the fact while I was running for public office, they could be really taken out of context. Their papers are position papers. They are documents that existed and, and uh, that, that when I, for example, when I go, when I met with Putin or when I met with whomever and all of that to be fodder in a campaign at mm-hmm. this time, I don't know of anybody who's done anything like that. And so the National Archives is the only place there would be anything having to do with personnel records. There are no personnel records in the Biden papers Mm -hmm. at the university. Putting aside, to me, a a very telling statement that why would I release information for people to vet my record? Putting that aside, because that was ridiculous on its own. uh, He just said there are no personnel records at the University of Delaware. Okay then do they dispute this business insider story? Biden camp refuses to open up Senate papers that could shed light on accusers claim, but has sent operatives to look through the records. Wait a minute. The campaign of Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden has repeatedly insisted that journalists rigorously vet the claims of former Biden staffer Tara Reid 
who alleges she was sexually harassed while working in Biden's Senate office and sexually assaulted by Biden in 93. But Biden is refusing to allow public access to his senatorial archives, even though they may contain records that could shed light on Reid's accusation. And as his campaign operatives have accessed the papers in the past year. Reid came forward on a podcast last month to detail her assault allegations against the former vice president. Since then, she has told multiple outlets, including Insider, that Biden pushed her up against the wall, reached under her skirt, and penetrated her with his, fi- with his fingers in spring or summer of 1993. So earlier this week, Reid's former neighbor, Linda Lacoste, told Insider that Reid had discussed the assault allegations with her in the 90s. So, but one thing the Biden campaign is not encouraging journalists to do is check Biden's Senate archives for any records that could corroborate or undermine her accusations. The records, 1,875 boxes, remain sealed within the Special Collections Department at the University of Delaware, and the Biden campaign is ignoring calls to open them up. But the campaign itself is curious about what is in those boxes and has dispatched operatives on at least one occasion to search through them. Insider has learned. Andrea Boyle Tippett, a spokesperson for the University of Delaware, confirmed to Insider that people from the campaign have access to collections since Biden announced his presidential campaign in spring 2019. She added that the University of Delaware's library closed in mid-March because of the coronavirus, and no one from the Biden campaign has gone to the library since its closure. Well, I don't know. Call me a rookie journalist here. But if you're Mika Brzezinski, he's saying there's no personnel records at the University of Delaware. It's just old speeches I gave, transcripts of interviews, white papers, policy papers. Oh, University of Delaware just confirmed his campaign has been there looking through records. So what are they looking through? If Joe Biden is saying there's, not, there's no personnel matters there. Now, it, it could be true that his campaign went through records there and found that there are no personnel records there and learned they are instead at at the National Archives or the Senate Archives, not at the University of Delaware. That could be true, but he wasn't asked about it. So because she didn't ask him about it, which is a very important point, she says she filed a complaint, not about sexual assault, but about sexual harassment. But if she filed a complaint, obviously his campaign is not just like going to University of Delaware on a whim. It would come from the top. Yeah, go look to see if there's anything about her there. Well, if they went there to see if there's anything about her or records there, then common sense would indicate Joe Biden knows there might be personnel records there. She didn't ask that, and that's important. Because I look at this not from the lens of me too. I look at this the same way I look at any journalistic story. And that is, where are the holes? Where does something not smell right? You know, it, you know Alyssa Milano, who is a major hypocrite and kind of has no, no soul, obviously, uh, penned a piece of paper, penned, penned an op-ed uh, that, you know, sexual assault allegations, sexual harassment. It's not always black and white. There's a lot of gray. She certainly wasn't talking like that when it was Brett Kavanaugh. But no, no, with journalism, yes, sometimes there's gray. But with 
most journalistic stories, if you poke hard enough, there is a lot of black and white. So to me, she's, Mika Brzezinski kept stressing the point about the University of Delaware um, archives, and Joe Biden keeps saying there's nothing to find there because there's no personnel records. Then why were your campaign operatives going through records there? And by the way, University of Delaware said nobody from the campaign has been here since March because of coronavirus. All right, but they didn't tell us when the last time was. People from Biden's campaign could have been there in January, could have been there in February, could have been there in early March. Tara Reid was starting to make her accusations. She went on with Katie Halper at the end of March. So it could have been on their radar. This woman's coming forward here. This woman's coming forward about a sexual assault allegation. So that is a major inconsistency that Mika Brzezinski did not ask about. Uh, I don't have any reason to believe the Business Insider report is wrong because Business Insider uh, had broken the story, I think two days before that, about Tara Reid's neighbor from the 1990s corroborating that Tara Reid, I believe in 1995, um, told the story and said she was assaulted by Biden. So two years after it allegedly happened. Now, to be clear, just because other people are corroborating her accusation or corroborating that she told them about it doesn't mean she's not making it up. I mean, you could tell a lot of people something that's not true. But with something where it is he said, she said, when you find consistencies, that is important. So Mika Brzezinski also did not mention or ask him about the fact that there are people, her neighbor, her brother, um, corroborating that she told this story, not recently, but when it happened or when it allegedly happened. So again, I see in the live chat, some people are saying, oh, Mika did a pretty good job. Yes, for cable news standards, it wasn't the softball we expected. But with something like this, you have to push them on inconsistencies. Vice President Biden, where is Business Insider getting that your campaign operatives went to search the records? And if they did go to search the records, why were they searching the records if you're saying there's no personnel matters in the University of Delaware? Lena, five bucks. Saw Tom Hartman earlier and he went through a list of why Tara is lying type stuff. Here we go. Honestly, I'm, not, I'm taking the political glasses, my political lens off. So Joe Biden being awful and being a warmonger and a corporatist has nothing to do with this. I'm just looking at this straight. And that includes giving Biden the benefit of the doubt. But that is a major inconsistency. You would have to explain to me, why were your campaign operatives dispatched to the University of Delaware to look through boxes if there's no records if you're right that there's no records there, there's no personnel records there. You can't just allow people like Joe Biden to just say things and just, well, we'll take it. The first is no, about your University of Delaware records. Do you agree with the reporting that those records were supposed to be revealed to the public and then they were resealed for a longer period of time until after you leave, quote, public life? And if you agree with that, if that's what happened, why did that happen? Because, look, 
The fact is that there's a lot of things that of speeches I've made, positions I've taken, interviews that, that, that I did overseas with people, all of those things relating to my job. And the idea that they would all be made public in the fact while I was running for public office, they could be really taken out of context. Their papers are position papers. They are documents that existed and, and uh, that, that when I, for example, when I go, when I met with Putin or when I met with whomever and all of that to be fodder in a campaign at mm -hmm. this time, I don't know of anybody who's done anything like that. And so the National Archives is the only place there would be anything having to do with personnel records. There are no personnel records in the Biden papers mm -hmm. at the university. The New York Times, which frankly, uh, I wasn't so impressed with their quote investigation. I also don't understand why their political reporters were doing it, including Sidney Ember, who was a hostile reporter to Bernie Sanders um, and whose I think boyfriend or husband works on Wall Street. But putting that aside, uh, I don't know why they didn't have their reporters that broke the Harvey Weinstein story looking into it. Seems like you would want those reporters who broke such an amazing story, I think they won a Pulitzer, investigating this. But they did find that uh, two interns at the time said they never saw her uh, any inappropriate conduct by Mr. Biden or saw her saw her directly interact with him in any capacity, but recalled that she abruptly stopped supervising them in April 1993 before their end of their internship. Others who worked in the office at the time said they remembered Miss Reed, but not any inappropriate behavior. So two interns are corroborating what she said that after this happened and after she, they're not corroborating that she complained, but Tara Reed said, after I made a, uh, uh, allegation of sexual harassment, this and that, I was immediately demoted. She said, put into an office without windows, blah, 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 blah. So you have two interns corroborating. Yeah, one day she was just gone. She wasn't um, managing us anymore. Now, Joe Biden could say, honestly, this is 27 years ago. I don't remember who was what in my office, you know, a lot of these things were done without me knowing, you know, uh, my chief of staff ran the office or this person ran the office, whatever. That's a major inconsistency that Joe Biden was not asked about. Well, Vice President Biden, you've had, a, you've had time to prepare for this. Why was Miss Reed, who was an office aide who was managing your interns, why, do these, why are these interns corroborating what she said, which she was immediately, she was demoted, basically? One day, she was just not managing them. Do you have an answer for that, Vice President Biden? Sure, he could say, I really couldn't tell you. I, I, I don't remember. And lawyers, by the way, if you look at people that are under investigation, if they do interviews, nine out of 10 times, I can't recall. I don't remember. That's, that's, that's people who are lawyered up. His statement that he put out was written by lawyers and PR people, possibly Anita Dunn, who was the, doing the spin for Vulture, Harvey Weinstein. But it's an inconsistency. There's no, he's, he has not been asked. His campaign has not been asked that I know of. Why was she demoted? Why was she fired? She was demoted and then fired from the office. These are not like up for debate. They're not denying this, but they're also not being asked about it. She didn't leave on her own volition. And by the way, as she told the story, 
she was basically not able to get a job with anyone else in Congress because it's kind of a small club. People are put on do not hire lists. So these are two major things and they might seem small to you, but when you're talking about a physical allegation, I brought him my gym bag, there was, he was pushed me against the wall, he put his finger inside of me, and you don't have any eyewitnesses or anything to knock it down, you have to look for holes. And those are major holes in my view. We could praise Mika Brzezinski for not being as awful as we thought she was going to be, but Mika Brzezinski did not mention one word about Tara Reid's mother calling into Larry King. Listen, are, are we saying that she's lying, that that was her mother, that that was her mother's voice? Her mo the woman who called into Larry King was from where her mother was living then. She said, my daughter has a problem with a prominent senator. She wouldn't go in detail because Tara didn't want her to. So that checks out. The Larry King call that that was her mother. The neighbor is talking about this. That Tara Reid came to me two years after it's allegedly happened and told the exact story she's telling now. You know, the partisan response is, well, her story changed. She never talked about this assault. Well, that's true. According to Tara Reid, she didn't explain the assault part because she had a young daughter and didn't want to traumatize her childhood with all this publicity. I, I mean, I don't know. I can't get in her head. There's no way to know if she's being honest or not about that. But the story she is telling now, people are corroborating that she told it back in the early 1990s. And the holes that I see are not coming from Tara. They're coming from Biden. And because our media doesn't want to investigate this. Let's be clear. They do not want to investigate this. The most you're going to get from Morning Joe and MSNBC is that. I don't see any hashtags about Tara on MJ, Tara on Morning Joe. Why is it that Tara is going on Fox News? Why is it that Morning Joe is having Joe Biden on? But as far as I know, they're not asking Tara Reid to come on. Isn't this the quintessential story where you should have both sides? I, I applaud them for having Biden on. And it was somewhat of a tough interview. Again, they didn't ask these two things. Again, they went with the framing that the Biden campaign has put out there. They didn't mention the corroboration that she told this story. But why is nobody pressuring them to have her on? They're not going to. I have, I've barely seen CNN cover this today. And they're going to hide under the cloak of coronavirus. That's the, that's the top story. Just like all these networks have been ignoring Jeninar, Jen and my major bombshell. The other element here, and Jen and I have talked about this, you know, behind the scenes, but with people like Joe Biden, if he did this, it's very rare that it's a one-off. It's very rare that they would do something so heinous and there's not other behavior. So that brings me to, again, could only report what the accusations are, uh, this came out today. Uh, a woman claims Biden sexually harassed her when she was 14 years old by complimenting her breasts. So, you know, not an assault allegation, but inappropriate. 
A woman says she was sexually harassed by presumptive Democratic Party presidential nominee Joe Biden when she was 14 years old. The woman, Eva Murray, told Law and Crime uh, that Biden complimented her on the size of her breasts at the first state gridiron dinner and show in 2008, a long-running roast of uh, and party for politicians, journalists, and prominent business figures held each year in Delaware. Murray says she remembers the event occurring sometime around May of that year. One friend and her sister said that Murray told her the details of the alleged incident more or less immediately after it happened. Four other friends of Murray said they were told about the incident with the same details between two and three years after it originally occurred. Law and, Inter Law and Crime interviewed Murray, her sister, and those friends over the course of multiple days. Murray is the niece of former Republican Senate candidate Christine I'm Not a Witch O'Donnell. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Uh, and said she occasionally received school credit for attending such political events. O'Donnell was running a long shot campaign against Biden at the time that the alleged sexual harassment incident occurred. The Biden campaign, of course, did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Biden is currently under fire over the allegations that he sexually assaulted uh, former staffer Tara Reid. According to Gridiron's dinner, sec dinner secretary, Kathy Cloco, the roast is held the first Saturday of every May, which would place the 2008 event on May 3rd of that year. Uh, Cloco went on to note that until recently, the event was secretive and did not release information such as guests lists or photographs of the events. I remember, quote, I remember walking into the lobby and being in awe of all the people in such fancy clothes, Murray said at an interview. Our two parties of people gravitated towards each other and everyone started saying their hellos. When it was Biden and my aunt's turn to say hello, he quickly turned to me and asked how old I was. I replied, replied with my age and he replied with the comment, 14, you're very well endowed for 14. I was confused, but it was definitely weird. He looked me up and down and hovered his eyes on my chest, so I had some clue the notion of his comment, but didn't fully understand it at the time. We quickly separated from his area after the encounter. Murray, who is now 26 and engaged with a son and a daughter, was in middle school at the time. Uh, at the, uh, Biden allegedly made the comments about her breasts. She said that she attended a few additional campaign events with her aunt after Biden made the alleged remarks, and she described being anxious and feeling sick to her stomach around him, or upon learning that he would also be attending any such future events. Quote, I feel his comments were verbal sexual harassment. I think I was too naive to realize exactly what it meant at the time, but I vividly remember the uncomfortable feeling I had in the pit of my stomach during the whole encounter. It wasn't Biden's word alone that made me so uncomfortable. It was the look, the tone, the whole general vibe was off. Murray acknowledged the timing of her allegations would likely invite accusations that she was acting politically, but she insisted that was not the case. Murray said that she was personally motivated to speak out because she began seeing Biden's name and face appearing all over Facebook in early April after Bernie dropped out of the Democratic primary. She said that many of her friends started posting about voting for Biden. So Murray started off by telling each of those friends her story. She says she did this over and over. Quote, it's not overwhelming repeating myself on it. It got overwhelming repeating myself on everyone's posts. So I made a master thread with the intentions of informing my friend and family who I care very much about just what kind of man Biden is. Murray told Law and Crime she was upset about what Biden said to her rather than anything having to do with politics. No man or woman should get away with acting that way and that is what this boils down to. So, again, that's not uh, an assault allegation, but you know the bottom line is, not to get into psychology, but it's clear 
because we've already established this, Joe Biden has, a, has an issue with um, appropriate norms, particularly with young people. I mean, the video is the video. You've seen his invasion of children's space and sniffing children and just weird things. And we've seen women come out saying he made us uncomfortable. He was touching us and kissing our neck and doing all sorts of things. And this is not the first person who said it wasn't just the touching, it was how he was looking. So again, it's not such a jump that somebody who was like this and would make comments to a young girl like that, I mean, well-endowed is essentially saying, excuse my French, ladies, you got nice tits. People know what that means. So I doubt, I mean, look how long it took for the Tara Reid allegation to be investigated or even get a hearing on a national cable news outlet. Do we think Eva, Murray, Eva Murray's accusation is going to go far? Oh, Christine O'Donnell's the wit, the not a witch niece? Partisan. All I know, I don't know what happened between Joe Biden and Tara Reid, but there's enough women coming out about harassment, personal invasion of space, inappropriate touching, inappropriate uh, boundary of space, that something, there's a pattern here. And yes, it's fair to point out the current president has, I mean, I think 13 to 15, maybe more, sexual assault allegations and rape allegations and harassment allegations. But are we really going to set the standard here for November that, well, we got to go with the lesser of two rapists, alleged rapists? I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Donald Trump is awful, but I, I don't agree with, well, and basically Alyssa Milano and other people are saying, if it is true, you know, Trump, well, no. There are better options. So, you know, my prediction, I don't want to be, I don't want to uh, minimize this with like a political prediction. I would expect other women to come out. Uh, uh, Jen and I have talked about this a lot. These things are not isolated. Uh, he's been in public life for 30, 40 years. He clearly, clearly thought and arrogance that he could just speak this way, do certain things, and nobody was going to call him out because it's one big club, as George Carlin famously said, and nobody was going to call him out. And when he was doing these things, there was no Me Too. There was no social media. Uh, male congressmen, senators, CEOs, whatever, journalists were allowed to get away with unspeakable things.